ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Well, Bo, I'd like to and, uh, thank you very much for taking some time to sit down and visit with us, us at ATV Talk. And uh, we really appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast and, and talking with us. Yeah, no problem, man. So no problem. Uh, let's just start it off. How did this all begin for Bo Barron? Um, the ATV side of things or racing in general or how I started the whole whole i want to go all the way back but i want to go all the way back all right well let's take it all the way back so i don't know i was probably three years old and then my uh my cousins they were a lot older than me and i had one that used to race pro dirt bikes back in the 70s and he had a honda 250r three-wheeler and uh you know i i had when i was little i always drove with my dad by the local dealership you know, and they had all these, like, I think it was Weisingers and uh, some Suzuki 50s and stuff out in front and um, and KX60s. And I used to be like, oh, dad, we got to get one of these. We got to get one of these, you know, every time. And uh, and we just kind of passed by. But anyway, one day we went to my, um, my uncle's house and uh, one of my cousins, uh, had been racing pro for a long time on, on Mako's on dirt bikes. And they, they threw me on the, um, front seat, or I mean, in the front of this, uh, 250R three-wheeler and gave me a ride down the road. And, uh, I was telling him faster. And then, then he'd go too fast. And I'd be like, slow down, you know, and back and forth. And at that point I was like, Oh man. And I think I was only, I, I had to be pretty young. I think I'm thinking three. And I wanted, I, I wanted to, to ride one. I wanted something, you know? So I begged and I begged and I begged. And then at some point my dad decided he was like, well, you know, we lived out on some property and it was pretty flat out there. He decided to get the first model, I think of the Suzuki 125 four wheeler. And, uh, uh, he bought that thing and, at, at some point he was like, if you can start it, you can ride it. And one day I went out there and I just, I grabbed that pole start <laughs> and somehow it cranked over. I don't know if it was warmed up or what, but I, I ended up putting, I think almost 2000 miles on this stock Suzuki four wheeler. We plugged the tires hundreds and hundreds of times. And then from there, things just kind of snowballed, you know, like, I had always been riding. I asked for a dirt bike. We got a dirt bike. Uh, I think my fourth, fourth birthday, I got some 60 that scared the hell out of me. And, um, we just, you know, I, we just kept going on and on. And then it wasn't until I was about 12 when I actually raced my first race, I raced a dirt bike race over in Huron. Um, it's gone now, but you know, it was a place called the Huron cycle park. And man, I, uh, you know, I had always thought that I was really good, but I never knew anybody or rode with any many other people. So I, I got to that place and I was battling for 
dead last and and uh, I don't know if I got it. I th- I think I might have beat one kid, but I was that was a sure sure was an eye opener for me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and we and, you know at the time we had a YZ80. It was like an eighty nine or a nine eighty nine eighty nine or a ninety, and and uh, I was the only one on one. Everybody had Kawasaki's and and um, RMs and stuff like that, and you know, we kind of looked around and we were like, what the heck, you know? And then in 93, Yamaha had a new 80 and I ended up with that thing. Like and finally my first new bike and, uh, and, uh, we started racing and I, I won a series, you know, just in the beginner class. And then, uh, went from there, I went, uh, from 80 beginner. And then the next year we bought a 125 and then I ended up winning the novice class and the 125 and, then moved up pretty quick. I think when I was seven, 17, so from 12 to 17, 17 was when I turned pro and I got a, uh, AMA pro license. I think it was, uh, no, I raced four stroke nationals and then got enough points to get the pro license the next year. So I was probably like 18 when I got my pro license and I had that until this shoot just a few years ago. It's kind of cool. Really? So yeah. you don't have your pro license anymore? No, you got to renew it every year and, and hit, you know, hit some races and stuff. And if I wanted to, I wanted it again, I, cause I, you know, I just dropped it. I'd have to go, I'd have to go ride around and, and ride amateur nationals and get enough points or, or ride arena cross to get a super cross license, you know, and that's just, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not in it anymore for that. I mean, I'm, I'm getting kind of old for the dirt bike scene. That's for sure. Well, you still go pretty fast for an old guy. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. I like to have fun. That's for sure. So how did you get tied in with the ATV crowd? Well, um, I mean, we had always had ranch quads and stuff like that, you know, and growing up, I would, I, I, you know, I remember this 300 Bayou Kawasaki thing we had, and I, I, <laughs> I would jump that thing off this levee, and my dad would just be like, "You're nuts, dude! What are you doing?" But anyway, I, I don't know. I got tied in with the the quad scene because I went, I went to Taft for a dirt bike race one weekend, um, you know, and uh, I ended up um, making a little money on my dirt bike, and then my buddies had just got brand new, uh, Suzuki LTRs and, um, um, they wanted me to come with them the next weekend. And I said, well, um, yeah, I'll go, I'll hang out, drink some beers and, you know, just, just, just hang out with you guys. And, and, uh, so Bobby and Glenn, they, they come and pick me up and they're like, throw your gear bag in, dude, you can ride, you can ride one of our bikes. We'll, you know, we'll just, we'll go have a good time. And I said, okay. So, we anyway, I threw my gear bag in and we went and I went out and I, I rode practice and m- my buddy says, dude, you were, you were going as fast as a, a lot of the pro guys with the blue plates. And I said, really? I said, yeah. I said, you should ride the pro class. And <laughs> I was like, well, I guess so. I mean, you know, I was clearing the jumps and I was, I was scared, you know, my first lap, but I, I knew I said, ah, if, you, if I go as fast as I do on a, on a dirt bike, I'm sure I'm going to make it. So I, I started clearing the jumps and I felt halfway decent. And then, uh, 
yeah, the, the, uh, the race rolled around the next day. And, um, I mean, I had no clue what I was doing. I had 20 inch tires and, and, um, you know, eight or 18s and twenties instead of, you know, twenties and twenty ones and a, a thumb throttle, which I wasn't used to. It made my hand, my thumb real sore. And, but, uh, I went out there and I had a good race. I, I battled for third for a while and I ended up getting fourth and, and, uh, I just remember like, the, you know, the whole gates were full at that, at that time, it was, it was a pretty popular thing. And I remember taking off and I had a, a halfway decent start. And I, I remember riding and like looking at one line and I would go in this thing and I'd be all, ah, you know, like, you know, the bike was moving around so much. And, um, I, it, you know, halfway through the race, it kind of just started clicking. I was holding on at that point, you know, I was a lot younger and really, really strong. And I, you know, things started clicking after that. And, uh, halfway through the race, I started, you know, started riding pretty good. And, and, uh, I ended up with a fourth for the weekend and it was back when works paid pretty well for an ATV class. And, uh, I think I made like, I uh, gosh, it was like 700 bucks and it was quite a bit more than what I had made on my dirt bike the weekend before. And I'd always ridden dirt bikes. So at that point, I, I thought to myself, you know, cause I was kind of done. I had, you know, the last year I, I tried to race the outdoors uh, at the nationals. It was Oh three. So it was, a you know, a couple years later, a few years later. So what's that? What year were you in riding the Suzuki and Taft? Cause it didn't come out until Oh six. Shoot. Then it was probably Oh, uh, seven or Oh eight. I'm guessing I, it's hard to remember now. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what year it was. It was probably the Oh seven. Cause I think I bought some Oh eight Suzuki's. Nice. Yeah. Um, and the next year you won your first works race. Yeah, I, I did. So I had called cause I always had ridden around with Dustin to the four stroke nationals, like me and him teamed up and, and rode a lot together. And, uh, you know, me, him and Nathan for a few years, kind of, kind of hooked up and, and raced dirt bikes. And, you know, I was still kind of, kind of doing some of that stuff. And, and, um, I was working for Honda at the time too, like doing some durability stuff. And I called um, Dustin cause I knew he was really good at riding the quads. And I said, Hey, you know, what do I, what do I got to do? Like, should I, should I, I rode the Suzuki and I did pretty good. And, and uh, I was pretty much done racing for the most part, just for fun, like local races on the dirt bike. And, and uh, what do I, you know, I, I think I want to do this. If I'm going to buy a quad, what do, what do I get? He goes, well, did you like the Suzuki? I said, yeah, but I haven't ridden anything else. He goes, well, they turn good. And I said, yeah, it seemed like that. And he said, well, just buy a Suzuki. And he, he, Dustin was always super cool, super honest with me, you know, telling me what to do. And so I got a Suzuki and I got the right size tires and I got some other stuff. And at that point I went out that year and and actually won a race i mean i left it mostly stock for the most part and and uh after i won i i, I think it, i can't remember if it was after or right before that race holt some decided to send me some arms and some shocks and he says hey if you like this stuff you can keep it or 
And if you don't, just send it back. <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> Sent me some stuff and got me rolling, you know. And um uh yeah, I ended up winning a race that year. And then after I won a race, like, you know, the Dats guys got a hold of me and they had some Cali stuff going on and and Cafro got a hold of me and he had a Honda deal going on. And I ended up third for the year. And I might have even done better than that, but I broke a chain in Mesquite and I got a DNF and uh, that was a bummer, but it was an eye opener, you know, like, you, you know, you got to, you got to prep the bike right and be ready for, for what's coming. And at that point I didn't have any kinds of guards underneath that thing. That's for sure. So. Well, prepping an ATV and prepping a uh, dirt bike is totally different world. Yeah. It's quite a bit different, man. Your chain's just hanging in the dirt. So. I, I had no clue, you know, I hit a rock. We had to, we had a, you know, an, an enduro cross section kind of with some cement or something. And I remember the first lap, it was the first hole shot I ever got, you know, I got a, I got an ATV pro hole shot, you know, cause I, we were coming off the cement and, uh, <laughs> I got out front and broke my chain right away. <laughs> that's, tip, that's typical, right? Yeah. Hero to zero in two turns exactly exactly so once you got into the atv world um and you got hooked up with mike cafro things kind of started clicking for you yeah it was really cool you know i mean he had a lot of experience with baja and stuff and how to make the bike solid you know at that point and and um we ended up uh building a couple bikes and i uh i uh went out and practiced and um shoot we you know we went to round one and we were solid and we just kept going with it and we ended up winning a championship which was cool for the for the for the both of us at the time you know and um yeah yeah that was that first year it was good times man has it only gotten better since yeah it's been up and down you know like after that me me and me, me and mike had a had a couple rough years after that, you know, and, uh, it wasn't until I teamed up with H and M. I, I got, a, I won another championship. Um, so, so the, I mean, the first year I won and the second year I got a second and then the next year I got a third. And, and then the, the year prior after, um, I, I was with H and M, then I, then I won a, another championship and, and then probably I won or two more after that, you know, before I decided to go on by my own, on my own. Is it, uh, how much more do you like it being on your own versus being with the, 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 the big team? Well, you know, to be honest, it was, it was a lot more convenient to be on the team because, um, now, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really busy all the time working on my own stuff. You know, I got practice and race. I got my side by sides, you know, two classes and dude, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm spread pretty thin, you know, and, and, um, you know, I got to really pay attention to, to budget and everything like that. Whereas before it was just kind of like, you know, I had what I needed and I didn't have to worry about calling anybody or ordering anything or doing stuff, you know, like the worst case scenario, I'd be like, Hey, I need some stuff for a practice bike, you know? And now I find myself not practicing as much, but when I do, pull off wins um it's more satisfying for myself because you know i did all the work so 
uh, it's a catch 22, you know, like I'd have more time to myself if I wrote for someone else, that's, that's a given, but, and my family, but on the other hand, it's, you know, I know, I know what I'm riding on. I know what I'm racing in. I, I, I touch everything on the vehicles and, um, and if I have a failure, it's my fault. There's nobody to blame. And, um, you know, and some days we win and some days we're sad. <laughs> well, you know, you've had a pretty stellar career in motorcycles and ATVs. So I don't think there's any, any portion of it that would be a negative for you at, at any point. What, yeah. uh, what's the big difference for you when you go from, you know, practicing on your dirt bike to practicing on your, your ATV to then driving your UTV? um well from the from the atv to the dirt bike it takes me a um a minute you know just to um it doesn't take long anymore i mean at first maybe it was worse but it doesn't take me very long i can jump on there and go pretty good and then within like a lap or two i'm i'm on it you know the only thing i gotta realize is the difference between the difference between um you know like peg and seat height and then um just body positioning like you don't want to move on the side of the dirt bike you know you pretty much stay in the middle so um you just got to remember not to move around on it um but for the most part i mean it's all muscle memory at, at this point you know my my um <laughs> my mind is my mind is shot for learning new things i think so <laughs> it's all muscle memory now well, I mean, you've been riding for most of your life now at this point, or, or probably, you know, more years than not. So when you jump in the UTV, is the satisfaction there? Do you get the, the same rush? Do you get the same uh, excitement out of going out and racing the UTV? Or, I mean, or the same joy out of winning? Yeah, I get I get the same joy out of winning. Sometimes it's frustrating, you know, because it's just such a big vehicle. Like, you know, I, I mean, there's a lot of money and a lot of time that goes into these things. And, and, you know, I could be working in the shop for an endless amount of hours, like literally an endless amount of hours. And then you can go into the first corner and, you know, you can get hit by by a lesser driver or I mean or you know really anybody and your race could be over in the first corner you know like that's the only that's the only um frustration I have I guess is is that you know there's 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 bumpers and there's a cage and and when you get hit in the first corner or anywhere on the track like it's not like it's open you know open like there's there's no consequence i mean if the if a driver takes himself out or takes you out there's no consequence but if you get hit with a dirt bike or a quad i mean that that rider i mean there's you know i mean things can happen so they'll think about it twice you know but not necessarily when you're in the car but you know on the days that you do win and everything clicks then yes i'm i'm super pumped and and it's a big deal it's just gosh you know there's at times there's a lot more heartbreak in the cars that's for sure because when i jump on the atv i know or the dirt bike i know it's mainly me you know it's it's mainly mainly my riding i know i mean everything else has to be good but 
if if I'm in shape and even if my bike's slower or whatever, then you know it's 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 what I did to prepare myself for the race versus the the equipment. You know, when you think back on some of your past ATV years, who stands out as a, a helper that you would uh, say directed you into the form that you are today as a multi-time champion? Um, you know, I'd have to say, I, I'd have to say I, I, I tried my best to learn from everybody, you know, like Mike had a lot of experience with the off-road. I learned some, some stuff from H and M. Um, um, you know, Alan was a big help, you know, like, like, you know, he's pretty meticulous at working on stuff. And, um, and, and I'm not saying that Mike wasn't either, but, um, you know, like if, if Al was working on your stuff, you didn't have, you didn't sweat anything, you know? Um, but, um, but, uh, I think, I think setup and stuff like that, I learned more from, from, from Cafro before I transitioned to the H and M team after, you know, like, cause I did a lot of setup and testing with Mike. Um, and then I kind of learned from him and then I took it over to the H and M team, you know, and, and I learned from them on how to be more meticulous on the, on the bike, working on the bike and stuff like that. And then I just kind of, I took them both and put them together and, and made my own program, you know, like, like everything was new at H and M. Well, it didn't necessarily have to be, um, uh, perfect. It's great. You know, if you can afford it, you know, so there was a compromise in between, you know, like both teams, what I, what I was doing, you know? Well, there's no substitute for dollars when you're racing, you know, if, Absolutely. You, have, if you have the budget, you, you just, you're, you're always a leg up because you're always able to spend more money. But right. one of the things that, that I don't know, maybe you're not mentioning or are mentioning is you have some pretty iconic guys in your corner, you know, one being Doug roll, the other being Curtis Sparks. Oh dude. Yeah. Those, the, both of those guys, I, and, and here's, here's the deal, dude. Like I, you know, when I moved uh, from Cafro to H and M, I met Curtis and, and we became friends and, and we're friends and, and, I really like Curtis a lot and, and he calls me on a regular basis. I call him and, and we just became friends and the same with Roll, like me and Roll are friends. So it's, I don't call him just about business. I don't call him just about, you know, Hey, my shocks, this, my shocks that like, you know, today we were just talking about, like, I took my kids to the riverbed last night and, you know, we were, we were looking at rocks and stuff like that. And, and he digs on that kind of thing. And he's got a kid around my age or, you know, my, one of mine's age. And, and so, so like, I, I, you know, I've been able to, I've been able to meet people. Yeah. This has been a great thing through racing. I've been able to meet people I've been friends with, you know, for like the last 10 or 15 years. And, and it, it's so cool. It's so cool. You know, like, win, lose, or draw next week, we're still going to be buddies, you know, whether I'm, I'm on my game or I'm not, we're, we're still friends. And, you know, same with their stuff too. My motor blows up. You know what, dude, Curtis is still my guy. He's still my buddy. And, and same with, same with roll. Also, if we don't nail a setup for a place, 
well, we'll brush it off. We'll just, we'll just make it better next time. And, and we got notes on what we're doing. So let's move forward. You know, pretty, pretty cool though. Pretty cool that I have uh, such, such awesome yeah. guys in my corner. I mean, Curtis was a factory three wheeler racer and, and Roll has had so much experience in Baja winning all kinds of stuff with his brother. I, I just think it's, I think it's amazing. Yeah, you've even got to go down and race a little Baja, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I raced some Baja stuff, dude. I've, I've, I've done it in on ATV and, uh, and UTV and, and we were successful in both and it was cool. Yeah. I went down there. Um, the last, the last time I had really gone down there, I oh, see, I ran with Capro, but the time before that, um, I ran with the Jagged X team and, and I helped them win a championship down there in, in Mexico, you know, for the, for the side-by-sides. And that was, that was pretty cool. That was a fun thing. What year was that? <laughs> I don't know, dude, I'm not good with my dates, but it was probably, I don't know, four years ago, I'm guessing three, four I, years ago. I remember being down at San Felipe and we're driving out of one of the pits and you come bopping along with roll in a pickup truck, screaming at me about one of my guys holding you up. <laughs> it was oh, all no. in fun you know i mean you, you, you were just like hey dude you need to tell that guy to get out of the way oh it was andy lagunas or uh, Lag andy lagston andy lagston yep i remember it well dude yeah it was fun you know like uh it was it was a good time and it, like see i didn't get much time to pre-run and uh I didn't know the lines and I, man, it, I'd worked so hard. I'd worked so hard to, to make a pass on this guy. And then he'd pop out back in front of me and, you know, nobody to blame, but, but my own program, you know, I was just, it was, yeah, it was, it was cool. That was, that was actually pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, I remember that from the, the, the way back, you know, it, it, it's a lot of fun when you get to, you get to see all the guys and, and talk to you guys during the race. I really enjoyed my time in Baja. Yeah. I hope, that, I hope that it's someday maybe we get to all go back and, and do it again. But if you had to get on the line right now and you had to pick 10 guys that you haven't raced with, or maybe you have raced with them, you go back, you go forward, who would you pick? The best, the best of the best. I mean, um, I think, you know, uh, number one is Josh Frederick because that, that guy, you know, he would never, ever, ever, ever get tired or give up no matter what happened, man. Um, so Josh would probably be the number one guy. Um, I had a lot of, a lot of races against Frenchie. He was just super fast. I mean, super fast. And, and we're still friends. We raced, you know, we raced against each other over in Europe almost every year I get to go back there. We're not going back this year, but maybe next year. And, um, I'd have to say, um, it'd be cool to race against Natalie in his prime. Cause he came out and raced a, a works race for Johnny, um, trying to do some blocking and, uh, that didn't pan out well, but that was the same time he hit roll or I mean, uh, not roll, but, um, Eichner, um, when Eichner was going backwards on the track at Glen Helen, I don't know if you remember that. And then Eichner's yeah. definitely another guy. He was, a, he was a hero back in the day, as far as works goes. Um, I'd have to say, um, Weenan and Kramer, um, 
let's see. I mean, Hetrick now he's winning and everything. Uh, shoot. Um, you know, Roe was always, Roe was always pretty fast. Um, I don't think like he ever hit his peak because he just, you know, he was popping in and out of things. I don't think it, I think if he had it, uh, a hundred percent, he would have been just as good as I was. Um, uh, phenomenal desert racer. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Dude. And uh, a great kid too. So uh, trying to think, I mean, uh, Levi, Levi was my first teammate, you know, when I was running for Cafro, uh, he was a great rider. Um, would have been nice to have him on the line too with all of us is everybody in their prime you know and just battle it out would have been <laughs> be great, huh? would have been dude it would be it would be so cool you know like um i mean i'm getting older now but you know if we were all i don't know i think a good a good age for for an off-road racer is probably about 25 28 something like that you know just just enough experience do you and, uh, realize that Eichner was older than you when he was doing his winning works? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I think I shoot. How old was he? Was he about 40? He was, I was 39 when I stopped racing in 05 and he's uh -huh. a year and a half older than I am. Right. So he was already, I, I he was, when he retired, he was uh, 46, I believe. Wow, 46. That's pretty bad, dude. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, when he rode that Polaris and did that big jump for um, uh, Wavos. Yeah, Wes Miller's movie, yeah. Yep. yep. He was over in his 40s, you know, 200-some yeah. feet on that Polaris. Right. That, that almost kill you just thinking about it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, dude. And uh So, wow. so let's let's talk about your your motorcycle guys and your some of your your best races, you know? I mean, I want to hear a good battle story with you and one of your uh your old-time nemesis. Um on, you know, like dirt on bike. the dirt bike side, dirt, dirt bike, ATV doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, probably, probably one of the best, best races I ever had was at just a local race, you know, over here. Um, you know, I, my book, one of my best friends, uh, was Nathan Woods and, and he passed away at Taft, uh, years ago, but he was a, a two time works, uh, dirt bike champion and me and him always rode together and, and he was always faster than me, you know, even if I was practicing at the same speed, somehow at the race, he would end up kicking my ass. And so, um, one time we were up in, in King city at this, at this, you know, like arena, arena fair race. And, um, I ended up, dude, I, I mean, both motos, I beat him and I was, I was so pumped. And for me, that was like a milestone, you know, and, after that, I didn't really beat him much either, but, but that day, you know, was my day. And so, so that was one of the best races I ever had, you know, I mean, and he was, you know, he was more of an off-road guy, but I just thought it was cool to be able to beat him, you know, cause he's, he's won so many things and he'd race supercross and everything else. So, but, 
but I'll, I'll never forget that day. That day was, that day was a good day for me. And, uh, um, so now, now tell me an ATV guy that, that I, cause I know you had some great battles with Davey, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Davey on the line too, dude. I've totally was just spacing, but yeah. Hagsma, he rides, he rode great. He was so fast. I mean, he was so fast. I think I just had a little bit more of a mental edge, you know, I just, I, I, luckily I'm like my grandfather, you know, like I don't, I, I just don't give, I try not to anyway. <laughs> well, but thanks, uh, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah, me and me and Davey had some great battles. I mean, all the time we had great battles and it was cool when I was racing with the team because we would go out and practice together and we would push each other to make each other faster. And that was, that was rad. I think, I think probably the year after, you know, Moto Works was done, um, Josh was hurt, uh, you know, everything, everything that went on and the ATV started tapering a little bit at that point. Um, I think that was the fastest year. The next, the next couple of years was probably the fastest I'd ever been on a four wheeler because just because me and Davey were training and riding together and I went with Davey to some nationals and, and, um, you know, I, I, I did okay. And he did okay, but we our setup was totally off compared to the East coast guys. And, you know, they tweaked on that. And then Davey went back the next year and, you know, got on the box a lot during the year. So, just kind of shows you that it, it can be done. You just got to put in effort, you know, cause usually a guy from the West coast comes, comes out there and, and they get their butt kicked, you know, but, uh, but, but Davey did it, you know, he was one of the top guys and, you know, it's kind of the same thing over here. So we were, we were racing works and, um, we were up in Washington and, uh, I, you know, I was, I was a guy at that point at works and, uh, um, Borich and, um, and, uh, I think Bethel and McGill and Gallagher came out and they, they literally like, they, you know, those guys smoked me, but their, their quads were narrow and they had a good setup for the trees and this and that. So I was pissed. Of course, the next year, um, I got some arms from roll and I narrowed up my quad and I went up there and, um, um, got a shock setup dialed in early, um, and uh, a little bit early. Then we then they shut down the track, so I came back home, and then we went back up there, and then I ended up winning the race. You know, like with Borich and all the same guys in it by over a minute. You know, it's just one of one of those things. Setup is setup is huge, and and um, and uh, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. I guess. Well, I. Remember the wet race in uh, Utah when Wolf came out and schooled everybody? Dude, yeah, it was crazy. So, um, yeah, here we were in Utah, and then um, we uh, you dropped off. We got to this, yeah, we got to this place, and we took off, and then it was like there was just water crossings. I think we crossed the, the water like four or five times in one lap you know so if you add that up with how many laps we did it was crazy i i don't know it was like 30 30 something times we had to go across water crossings guys were pushing bikes out and everything and we're not used to this you know it's not a gncc thing and so 
we get down to the first water crossing and somebody's stuck and we're all in a line. And then all of a sudden Wolf just kind of looks at us like we're morons and goes around us and jumps in the water and starts floating down the Creek and then gets back out. But of course we didn't have the same setup as him. So like every time I cross the water, my bike's just sputtering blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, ah, oh, dude. And I'm just watching everybody go away. You know, Jay Fred had a problem with this, it something in his carb or something and and um you know he didn't do so hot and i ended up beating him which was decent for my points but uh you know i didn't want to lose to to some some outsider you know but i met wolf and he was a, he was a cool dude you know like we raced against each other in latuke and and yeah what a great guy man yeah i got to i got to watch that that was a lot of fun you guys you guys put on a show yeah it was pretty cool dude it was a good time it was he a good is, time. He's a hell of a rider and a nutball. God. Yeah, he's a he's a great rider and he is not scared. That's for sure. Man, yeah. I mean, you're you're very impressive, but he was taking it to a next level because he wanted nothing more than to beat you there in Canada. <laughs> in Canada? Or Latouk. in Canada? Oh, yeah. at Latouk? Yeah. Yeah, but we ended up winning. It was cool. I went with, uh, so I went with Hancock the first year, me and me and Matt and, um, and, uh, Josh Edwards, we went and Edwards built a bike and we were doing good. We got into the lead at one point and, uh, the bike blew up and then, uh, so it was, it was over, you know, like the little past halfway or three quarters of the way. And then the next, the next year we came back with H and M and, um, you know, pro motorsports brought their big rig out and then we had Alan and we had roll with us and we did some suspension testing and everything. And then it was just, dude, it was, it was me and Matt and Haxma and, uh, we ended up checking out, dude, we won that race. And, and that was, that was one of the, one of the greatest wins I've ever had because, you know, not only was it in another country, but it was, it was, um, a, a team thing and it was really fun and there was a lot of strategy involved and and i dig stuff like that dude it, it it's just i wish we had more of it you know yeah i, I wish you could get those big gatherings together and have uh, events in the united states or even you know mexico or or canada and and run things like that or even a series similar to pond because you got to strategize there too it, it, oh absolutely i really absolutely I got to watch that race because we had some issues at the end, but my highlight of that race was shock testing with you. You probably don't even remember. I was riding a Yamaha and they uh -huh. took it down on the, on the bottom portion of this wash. And there was a kicker coming out of this uh, left-hand turn and they made us hit it over and over and over again and your bike is just floating over it and you're like, no problem. But you're the professional. I'm just Joey Novisor out there trying to have fun. And they made me hit this edge so many times. And after it was all over, you leaned over and said, wow, you really can ride. And I thought that was the greatest thing ever, you know, because I didn't crash. I mean, it was just, I just didn't crash. Yeah, but on my, on my end of the deal, like I'm what a jerk I am. You know what I mean? Because I was I was green, dude. You know, I I was green, and 
And uh, I almost, you know, I apologize for that. I just, you know. Brother, I thought it was the most awesome thing in the world that you could say to me because I am yeah. not a racer. I, I mean, I got to race. I got to do some great things, but I was there to have a good time and just to say I, I did it. Not, you know, we were never going to be competitive with the fast guys. Right, right. You know, we took a cool. stock Yamaha with a couple parts on it and, you know, it got hot and the plastic plugs popped out of the side of the motor and drained all the oil out. Yeah. So, um, who is your, you know, other than Davey, I mean, I know Josh and you had some good battles. Um, you probably had a couple battles with Dustin. Uh, I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your greatest works win. Has it came yet? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I think, I think probably the greatest one for me in my mind was because, you know, the East coast boys thought they were going to come whoop up on me again. I think is why they came back and, and, um, and it didn't happen and I didn't let it happen. And, you know, I, I'm sure if I went over to the East coast, they would all smoke me, you know, Miguel, Boric, all, all those guys, you know, Fowler, everybody. Um, I mean, but on the other hand too, like each year I get to race with, um, um, Bryce and Neil great writer and uh and you know he he podiums often uh i think he's once won a couple gnccs and and he's all you know he's a regular on the podium anyway and uh you know somehow you know almost 40 i've been able to keep the same you know pretty close to the same lap times as him so you never know i mean when we but that's ponte vu also it's not it's not gncc and i mean that's a whole different story so for, for, I guess to say for them to, to come out here. And I mean, I guess that's why they picked Washington because the trees were so close together. You know, I mean, it, I mean, it was obvious, you know, it wasn't a desert race like what we do now. Like everything's pretty much desert. Well, so. didn't they come to Mesquite one year and get pretty much embarrassed? I don't think any of them finished. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I specifically remember this, this uh, one time when Weenan came out, when he was part of the Moto Works team, he, he did. He got the whole shot, but he wanted to ride with the, the motocross tires and he got the whole shot and every single lap. He would wheelie down pit row and, and, um, you know, but you got to remember our race was two hours through those big deep whoops and they just got deeper and deeper. And all of a sudden he went from wheelie and down pit row to pretty much dying, I think. And, and he just went backwards. I mean, I'm pretty much everybody past him at that point <laughs> it's just a different thing you know he trades for 20 minutes that's all it's all right. different it goes off a fast for 20 minutes right yeah i mean he was faster than all of us that's for damn sure well i remember when he rode for kawasaki and they came up and raced a race up there at um um uh, uh, Speed World. race oh adelano okay at yeah. him and creamer and uh yeah. they're out running one two and and um Unfortunately, Doug and I had a problem that day when the, the, our first ever race, we didn't finish it at works. And um, I was talking to Jimmy White and he turns around and he starts walking back to the truck. And I go, what are you doing? You guys are out there winning. And he goes, oh, yeah, the, the motors are going to let go. And both bikes pulled over within seconds of each other. Done. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they, had a, they had a timer, you know, they run X number of minutes and they were, it was over. And he said, yeah, right. we're just out here motor testing. I'm like, wow. 
it's a kind of an expensive test, don't you think? Yeah. Well, if you got it, you know, one way to find out. Exactly. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about your family. Well, I got a, a three-year-old and, uh, um, she's already, and le- yeah, my little one, she's three and I got an 11 and, uh, a t- uh, 13. So it's crazy. My 13 year old's getting ready to go into high school. If, if they ever open the school back up and it's going to be crazy, man. I, I don't know. I mean, she's racing a Raptor 250 in the women's class. My the one below that is is running in an Apex 70. She's 12, and then the the little one doesn't want anything to do with racing at all. But that's fine with me, you know. And the other two are they're pretty mellow. Nobody's nobody's crazy or gung ho like I am about this stuff. But it's cool for me to be able to go to the track and have a bike there, you know, when they want to ride. And uh, and so at least they have something to look forward to on the weekend, you know. And I think it's cool. And, 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 you know, it's, it's different, you know, for me, I, I, I don't want to push anything. So if, if I figure if they want to do it, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. And if, if they don't, then that's fine too, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, it's your life. So you're just going to support them in whatever they do and, and just be dad. Yeah. Just dad, dude, no pressure. It's all good. You know, I mean, they'd never make any money at it anyway. So, I mean, and, and, and really I don't want to be the guy, I don't want to have that pressure. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to pressure somebody, you know, it'd be, if they were going to do something professional, it'd have been much easier to try to be a, you know, baseball or something player, you know, or try at it, you know, it, it costs a lot less. So golf it's fine with fine with me. <laughs> they can make a lot of money playing golf, right? Yeah, exactly. Tennis, whatever. Anything. (laughs) Put a tennis racket in the little one's hand. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. How did how did Mama deal with uh, with the racing? Good. She's always been a trooper, you know. Since we were in high school, she was she was she was always you know not not an issue. Like really really good. Always kind of let me do what I need to do just for racing and. And, you know, that if you're a racer, that's the kind of partner you got to have, I feel, because you can't just take somebody that doesn't like it and change them, you know. So she had gone to the, the track with me from a real young age and and, um, you know, she knows it's what I love to do. And and and, you know, luckily for the last, you know, 10 or 10 or 12 years, it's supported our family pretty, pretty good, actually, probably about 15, including Honda. But. You know, I, I just, um, yeah, I'm very fortunate to meet somebody who's super cool. What do you think the future holds for Bo Barron? I don't know. You know, apparently some, some more side-by-side stuff. Um, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, like if, if the plug was pulled on the side-by-side thing, all of a sudden, I think, I don't know, for a little while, I'd probably try to do, you know, some, some riding lessons and stuff. I've got, I've got a couple, I've got a couple tractors, you know, and when I was younger trying to, um, race dirt bikes, I, I always worked for, for companies that did like grading and, and, um, you know, house pads and, and all kinds of stuff. I worked for a paving company for a while and just some random things. I've picked up a lot, you know, along the way and I'm a halfway decent mechanic, I think. So, um, I don't know. 
I don't, I haven't really figured it out yet what I'm going to do after I'm done racing, but, um, it, it shouldn't be too hard, you know, shouldn't be too bad. My wife has a really good job. She just doesn't go that much. So, um, she could probably go a little more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I want to, I want to retire and sit on the couch. You can go to work. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll take care of the kids. Yeah, for sure. You stay home dead. And all you're going to do is ride all day, huh? Go play in the river bottom and, and be out on the UTVs having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work, but I can see that. I don't, I don't want her mad at me because I just filled your head with some, some phantom. <laughs> no, no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Well, she could look, she could look at me and tell me what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Most wives, most wives that are tuned into their husbands can. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Bo, it's been a real pleasure having you on, and I hope that you'll come back and talk to us again. Um, I've really enjoyed the, the the friendship that we've had, and and the times that uh, you've taken me aside and uh, given me your two cents when when I needed it. Um, you know, I've been around a long time, and and I've enjoyed the different riders and the different programs that I've got to be around and be involved in. And, uh, I've, I've watched your career in, in the ATVs when you went from the Suzuki to Cafro to, to H and M and, and now that you're on your own. And I just want to say, I really appreciate your professionalism and, and I hope you continue to do this successfully for as long as you choose. Yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate it, dude. And, um, you know, as, as far as you go, um, you know, I like, I like seeing you at the track and, and, uh, you know, you're always, you're always have been a, such a good guy. Just, just like, Hey, you need anything you let me know, you know, and, and that's the way, that's the way real racers are. They get along, you know, whether, whether you're my enemy or whatever, you know, we get along, we get along. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, I'd bend over backwards for somebody if, you know, even if they were my, my stiffest competition, if they asked me for something, then, you know, if I got it, I'm going to give it to them, you know, and that's just the way off-road ATV is. And, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, like, like I said before, Dustin, Dustin has helped me out with a lot of things. And right now there's this, there's this kid, uh, well, there's two actually Nick Nesbitt and Travis Damon and Nesbitt's an arena cross dirt bike racer. And, Travis Damon races works on an ATV or I mean on a dirt bike. They're both dirt bike guys and they've transferred over and I'm trying to help them the best I can, you know, like just try to get them pointed in the right direction. And, and, um, Travis has been on the podium, you know, twice this year. So pretty cool, pretty cool. And, um, you know, it's just good. It just grows the sport. And I'm, I'm glad, um, lately to see the numbers grow again. And, um, it was pretty funny. I was riding with Nick one day. We were over at Tulare at the motor, motorcycle park, and I, I got him to come back and ride quad practice. They had a practice for us on the ATVs. We went over there, and and uh, he, the next week he told me, you know, he didn't want to admit it, but he said he had more fun riding that track on his eight, on the on the TRX than he did on his <laughs> on his dirt bike. Well, so you know, I mean, you, Gary Denton transferred from motorcycles. You know, Eichner raced motorcycles and then transferred to three wheelers and then to the ATVs or the four wheelers. So there, there is a lot. Most of your ATV guys come from a motorcycle background or do both, you know, just like you do. 
Right. Right. That's, that's for sure. That's for sure. You know, I like the, I just wish these clown motorcycle guys would get out of their head that the ATVs are couches, come out and ride a couple, spend some time with these pro guys like yourself and, <laughs> and they'll teach you a few things that you're just not ready for. Yeah. Yeah. It, it you know, it's, it, it's hard, dude. You know, like, I, I mean, Nathan was a two-time, two-time champion. When I started racing the quad, you know, he was a two-time works champion. He got on my quad a couple different times and, and he's, you know, I watched him case this double and nose wheelie into a corner and he's like, dude, dude, you can have this thing back. You know, like it, it isn't easy. It isn't easy for sure. You know, but it, it's pretty cool that, you know, the, the, some of the guys, you know, like notice right away, you know, cause you have a handful of, of, of dirt bike guys that are just, you know, like whatever quad suck, you know, all those guys are losers, whatever. But then, you know, you get some of these other guys that are actually pretty decent riders, you know, like, like Travis and Nick and, and, uh, they're, they're really good riders actually. And, and, and they're doing well on the ATV. And I, I promise the first thing that they notice is how cool all the guys are, you know, like everybody, everybody is it's a it's a it's more of a family than a standoffish you know fight i guess and uh and it's it's pretty cool you know yeah go ahead use my pressure washer do this do whatever you know like if you need something just let me know and and they they got that right away and it and and you won't see that you know going to a to an mx race on a dirt bike or something you know i i think that your atv family is you have to work together because the industry is so small. We don't have uh, the same large groupings that the motorcycle guys do. And everybody's going to chew the same dirt and everybody's going to need a part one day. You're going to need something, you know, maybe you didn't, maybe your cooler fell over and you didn't have lunch. Come on over, sit down, have a sandwich. You're okay. You know, it's okay to sit under my tent. Cause I'm going to come over and sit under your tent, you know, and for dinner, you know, and we'll, we'll all get along and we'll all, we'll all be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. When it's all said and done, none of us are making millions and, and the memories that we create for one another um, are priceless. Absolutely. Absolutely. There, there hasn't been a time where, where I haven't been, um, I have, I haven't gone to a race, you know, and, and, and had a good time, you know, with people. I mean, a lot of people got to realize we, you know, when we go to the races, especially for what we're doing it for, uh, it's fun, you know, and when you lose that aspect of having fun, then, then what is it? What are we, what are we really out there for? You know, like, wh why are we, why are we even here if it's not fun? Well, let's not, go, go, yeah. Making so, a bunch of money. You better be having fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do this because I love it. I love the sport. Right. I love the people. I love uh, so much of what I've done. And, and, you know, you know, my dad, my dad inflicted this disease upon me, you know, <laughs> he was developing 9110 in the, in the garage when I was a kid and, and making those things screamers, rigid three wheelers with no suspension. And, and it was just, it was the thing. And then it evolved into suspension and then it evolved into four wheelers. And, and here we are today, you know, the machines are pretty serious. There, there's a lot of money involved in it and they're really high tech. Yeah. You know, it's crazy, dude. Every year stuff gets better and better and better. And, you know, even though some of the models just stay the same, just 
it's not like we don't quit testing, you know, suspension still gets better. Like if I can take the bike that I'm riding today back years ago, oh my gosh. But you know, unfortunately it's taken that long to get it to where it's at. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, you got great guys like Doug Roll and, and uh, the Elka team that, that come and, and do that testing and allow us to make it better and better. And sometimes we're doing things that maybe they're not wanting to do, but you have to do to make it better. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, good, good guys all around. Well, Bo, I know that you're heading out to a race tomorrow, and I really appreciate you sitting down and taking the time with us. Um, again, how can your fans find you? Uh, you know, you can, you can reach me on Instagram. It's, you know, Baron549 if, if you want, and um, I'll do my best to get back to you. You know, I'm not, I'm not the best social media guy, that's for sure, but um, I'll do my best. If you got a question or anything like that, I'll, I'll try, try to get back at you. Um, you can probably find me around. I know you can find me on Facebook also. So anyway, that's, that's pretty much it. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Bo, ATV doc, ATV talk really appreciates you spending the time with us and we hope that you'll come back and visit with us in the future. Anytime. Just give me a buzz, dude. I'll be around. All right, brother. Thank you very much. And good luck this weekend. All right. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Let's go. All right. Later. Bye-bye. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk news. See you next time.